Welcome back. This is episode 220 of the NYYST podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And back from assignment, go yank SGR. What uh have you have you replenished all your fluids, Ryan, after last week's yeah. absence? Yeah, man, I just need the day, you know. I need a personal day, one assignment. I don't think your microphone is on your actual microphone. I think you're on like you don't your, think so? No. Definitely not, dude. Definitely uh, not. That's off good. Definitely not. Am I right? Yeah, I don't think it's uh it's actually not even plugged in, guys. That's great. You did a really good job tonight. Wow, all these technical I mean, we only bullshit for ten minutes before Seriously. we start recording. All these technical issues should be worked out beforehand. How drunk I mean, is do, Ryan? What's the- we do want people to leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. So we hope Please. that they don't have any technical issues when they go and do that on iTunes. Please. It's been two weeks now. It, it, the, the reviews were going great for a while, and now they're just kind of lagging. So we need more. As that guy right get, is that good? No, it's not even turning on. Wow. That's a really tough, tough moment for you. Well, you still sound okay. Like, we could still get through the show. Should I leave and join again? But no, it's like the mic's not even. Yeah, it is. What, you sound fine. Like we'll get through yank, it. Quit, keep yanking the mic, right? Yeah, keep y- keep yanking the mic. <sighs> so what do we got today, pal? I got on you on social media a little bit earlier for your show sheets. Oh, you can write them if you want. No, I think you do a great job. I actually complimented you. I'm not in. I'm not into compliments. So you know what's weird? I'll start with this a little a little BS. Judge's home run the other day. Judge's home run. Didn't realize that was his first one of the spring. I know people were people were saying he was washed because he hadn't hit any home. But who? So then, who has a bunch of home runs this spring so far? Stanton, Torres, Stanton though too. Does Stanton have like five? I don't know, Ryan. I think is my mic sound. Does my mic? Yeah, your mic sounds good. You sound great now. Pull it up, not pull it out. Do you understand the difference? Pull it up. Wait, what are we even talking about? Are we talking about my? We're talking about. I want to know how many home stats. runs John uh, John Carl Stan is hit in the uh, in the spring. Yeah, I can do that. You guys gonna pay me? Yeah, I um, think it's like five or six. To be honest, no, that's how he had six in the postseason last year. No, yeah. I know that. Uh, Torres Torres hit another pair today. We're recording Saturday night. It's almost nine p.m. Um, we were planning on having a guest today. The guest backed out last minute. So now we're planning on having a bonus episode uh, for Wednesday morning. I still want to do this. So I won't say anything more unless uh, in case this falls through again. But the plan is if you love the NYYST podcast, you're going to get plenty of us this coming week. The plan as of right now, 
This will be your regular Monday morning pod. Then you will have a Wednesday morning pod. And then you will have a Friday morning pod. The Friday morning, morning pod will definitely happen because uh, that will be our reaction. We'll record Thursday night after opening day. Uh, you guys see what I'm doing here because this every fucking year, the weather is so beautiful leading into opening day. Opening day hits. What happens? 30 rain. degrees, supposed- rain sleet so the weather forecast for thursday right now is rain and in the 50s it's been 70 and beautiful for the past couple days it's going to be nice the next couple of days after we've had uh, brush fires in new jersey because it hasn't rained in so long uh, literally and then then even if the game has to be postponed till friday because of the weather it's going to be 40 degrees That's cool. Wow. So Glaber Torres is uh, the leader at spring training. Five home runs, nine ribbies. What, what about Gary this? then? Maybe I'm thinking Gary. Gary's is in a what? horrible. Christian? He's a horrible slump. Gary right has now. three, and actually Giancarlo only has one. It was yeah, a the massive one. bomb, though. I guess maybe it was an old clip I was watching then. I don't know. Getting 293, 383 on base. That's Glaber looking good. So Glaber's looking good. Why do you looking, have a, can I ask this question? Yeah. I'm peel back the curtain here. Why is your wife in the room right now? She's eating sunflower seeds and watching a show, and that's it. Don't you have a drop for people that we don't want around anymore? Babe. <laughs> Get the fuck out! Just kidding. She can't hear me. She has her headphones in. Mm. But that'll give her a reason to listen to the show, I guess. Right. Um, <laughs> we could actually segue into her into her boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, let's uh, let's just cut right to it here. Uh, Luke Voigt earlier today it was announced that he's going to miss approximately the first two months of the season. Uh, he has a partial tear in the meniscus, so Jay Bruce will be the everyday first baseman until uh, Luke Voigt gets back. So. <laughs> I tweeted this. Do you think that was an awkward like? You think that was an awkward phone call or like a meeting? Because the Yankees were pretty like it, it got out in the open that the Yankees were just going to pass on Jay Bruce, and then like ten hours later, it was like just kidding, pal. We want you. We need you. And now he's part of the team because we can't fucking stay healthy. We just can't end up working themselves out in the end. We just can't stay healthy. Does any other team have spring training like this? Is any other? Tell me. Eloy Jimenez, dude, he's going to miss how many, uh, how many months? He's got a torn pectoral muscle. The Jays lost their closer for the year. Tommy John, Anthony K left the game today after who's going to be in their rotation. He, he, after getting hit with a liner, teams get injuries. Nick Anderson we, for the Rays. Right. That's a big piece of their bullpen. So maybe this is like, maybe this is a broader thing that needs to be looked at. Maybe this is a problem, like just in baseball in general, just how these players are approaching their preparation for the season. You think it's the, the Rona? I was around a lot of people today, so I, I don't want to get you guys infected. Thanks. Infected. No, seriously, like, it's just like the Yankees can't escape this. It, it's it's constant. I mean, 
let me ask you this because I haven't read up much on the void stuff. You kind of you kind of took me by surprise when you texted it today at a busy day. Is this something that was lingering? Is this something that was- Oh, they, they knew about it since like 1987 and they just decided to fix it today. No, seriously, was this lingering from like his foot issues? Yes, he, no, I don't know if it has anything to do I don't know if it has that anything to do with the foot issues. Uh, I don't know if it's even on the same side of the body. I know he was playing through it, and the Yankees left it up to Voight. From what I read from Lindsey Abbott, <sighs> that the Yankees left it up to Voight to decide whether he wanted to play through it or get That's surgery. so frustrating. And apparently uh, he made the decision late Thursday, yesterday, uh, to to go get cut. So That's so frustrating. Uh, and, and let's circle back real quick. Uh, sorry. Okay, Jen. <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's circle back real quick to okay, uh, to okay. Zach uh, Britton. Wasn't this something that, like, I mean, he's getting cleaned out, right? He's getting c- cut open, cracked open, open, and cleaned yeah, out. Cracked open, cleaned out. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't this something that like could have lo- been looked at in the off season? No. No. I don't think so. Oh, no, no. He just threw one pitch this spring, and he was like, oh, you know what? what? I think I have Why? a bunch of cartilage in my elbow. Why is there, why, sometimes I wish that I could be next to you so I could fucking choke you. Voight's injury, if you want to say that the Yankees should have been more proactive on it, I will give you that because it sounds like they should have been more proactive on it. Zach Britton, because he had COVID and because he got the spring training late and he didn't start his throwing program normally, I don't think the Yankees could have changed the timeline on that in any way, shape, or form. I don't think Zach Britton's injury is an Aaron Judge situation from last year, or even if you want to say that they should have done something sooner about Voight. I think Zach Britton is a little bit different because the COVID set him back. If you want to say that he was throwing, if he didn't have COVID and he was throwing normally like he would in a regular offseason, he didn't say anything until he got to Tampa, then, yeah, maybe you you have a, a hill to die on there. But in that situation, I don't think you have a leg to stand on. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give it to you. So let's just, who else do we have injured right now at this current moment? We well, have Britain, Voight, and if you want to count. Severino. Schmidt. Severino. Okay. Schmidt. But, who else? Okay, so who else? That's it. Geo feeling good? Geo's, he's, he's ready to go. He's man. ready to go. He's good. He's feeling good. He's the starting shortstop. G homie. is ready. G's been in the lineup now. He's ready. He's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can the Yankees, we, we talked about Zach Britton going down and the Yankees can sustain that. Can the Yankees sustain not having Voight until... No, they'll win. The, I, I don't see them surpassing 40 wins this year now. Can this, they sustain this, this though, the, until he comes this back? This is the straw that broke the camel's back. The whole positivity only, all rise all the time. I'm done. It's over. They'll win 40 games this year. The Baltimore Orioles will probably be way better than them. They'll be lucky if they beat the Orioles twice this year. Yeah, well, you know what? We yes, s- they can sustain it. Come on. Well, you talked about how how worthless Jay Bruce is at first base. Now he's going to be playing there every day. I mean, he better get pretty decent over there now. Well, you know what? As long as it's not Mike Ford. <laughs> Do you think Mike Ford gets the call? No, he doesn't. Well, and it doesn't sound like Tyler Wade is a lock right now either. So we might be wrong on all, on all counts. No, we got Higgy. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Well, He's, now it's but now it's altered with the injury, so it's, it's yeah. Well, the injury the made us look a little better because because Jay Bruce yeah. wasn't even going to be on this team. Yeah, well, uh, just to do a little paperwork here, Robinson Torino's gone. Gone. Let him go. Diet Rich gone. Gone. So uh, those two players are uh, no longer options for the Yankees. The Yankees releasing from their contracts today. Jay Bruce, just to backtrack, is on the roster. Mike Tockman is making the team. Jay Bruce on the and, roster by default. And um, after the game today, Aaron Boone did not say that Tyler Wade had made the team. He said there are still things that they're trying to work out. Shocked. Shocked. What are you working out? I mean, what are you um, working out at that point? I don't know. It, I don't know, Ryan. Look at what Tyler Estrada has been doing. He's been hitting well in spring. I mean, is that an option for the Yankees? To, uh Really, they like Estrada more. Well, isn't there that? Uh, Again, we're talking. Uh, Al- Armando Alvarez might have a shot too. Yeah, but I don't in, know. He's not. I don't think. He's yeah, I don't, forty men. I don't think the Yankees. Yeah, uh, no, no. really have a lot of flexibility there. Uh, if you saw somebody tweet this earlier today, that you know we we are stupid because we think Tyler Wade is def- good defensively. He actually grades out as one of the we worst. us like yeah, actually us. us. Actually, okay. us. He actually he actually grades out as one of the worst players in Major League Baseball in not only offense but defense as well. Oh, didn't know that. Guess my eyes fooled me. Hmm. Tyro's not really having a good spring though. He's four for twenty four. So you got to think of it this way, right? Let's just let's just even consider that he's a shitty defensive player, right? Tyler Wade. What are the Yankees thinking now? Between even if it was between him and Tyro Estrada, I mean, who brings you more value for what you're using them for? You think Estrada is that much better of a hitter that he's going to bring you more value? And you're going to tell me that Tyro Estrada is a better defender than than uh, Tyler Wade? I mean, and none of that makes sense to me. The fact that Tyler Wade isn't a lock at this point is kind of a joke to me. Because who who's better out there? Unless you're looking to make a move, uh, I just don't see who's better at that point. Maybe agree? Tyrus, right. Tyrus yeah, I agree. Might be better. You really think so? I, I, it's like it's splitting hairs, dude. It's like, uh, would you yeah. rather have your left hand crushed in a vice or your right hand crushed in a vice? It's uh, it my right hand. It's gonna hurt. Well, you know, but that's that's your yanking hand, huh? I'm a, I'm. Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's you know that's how people know your brothers. This is a common hobby. With it is. Theory, it right? is. Yeah. We're brothers. Uh, so let's rain. Let's rain it back in over here. So Luke Voigt, uh the partial meniscus tear. Uh, he's he's been dealing. It sounds like he's been dealing with it, and the Yankees kind of did it again, where they kind of left it up to the player to decide what they wanted to do with it. And look, man, I want to stay in a positive frame of mind. I do because the season's going to fucking start in a few <laughs> days. Yeah. But at some point, you know, you got to treat these players like that. You're fucking kids. Yeah. Uh, well, especially when you're fucking paying them the way they pay them. I don't care if you're, if you're making league minimum, it's still a lot of money. Chris, you have three kids. If all three of your kids said, Daddy, I'm eating fucking candy for, for dinner for the next week, what are you going to say to them? 
Depends. Depends on depends on the content. Am I home? Am I home for three weeks or are they Skyping me? I'm on like a business trip no, or something. No, you're daddy. You're home. To okay. Take care of the kids. And they okay. say, daddy, we're eating gobstoppers and fucking juji fruits for dinner for the next three weeks. I'd say. And sprinkling. We're going to, and then we're going to mainline some fucking, some. Well, you might sticks. as well. You might as well. Are you going to stop them and say, no, I'm dad. You're going to eat fucking real food. Yeah. It's almost the same thing where the Yankees have been like, hey, uh, you know, I'm Luke Voy. Hey, uh, hey, bro, skip. Uh, My knee's fucked up. Uh, I'm going to play through it. No, dude. Get your ass in a fucking MRI tube. It's like you need to find a balance. We always we always rip on people who talk about if George were still alive. George might have been like over the top. With certain shit and being in the clubhouse and making sure shit was in line, but the Yankees have gotten so lax on everything that it's like you've gone to a completely like it's been completely polarized at this point. They're they're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum now, where they're giving these guys too much freedom. They think it's, I guess, the world we live in today. They they don't think they have the right to tell these guys what to do or or how to conduct themselves or. You know, shit like that. And it's like, no, you're my fucking employee. You're still my employee. This is a game. This is a business. You're my employee. And it shouldn't be up to the player to say, yeah, I'm good. If you're feeling pain, get it checked out. Right, especially now. And you know what? Shame on the fucking players, too. I understand no, but, I understand you, you know want what, to be bro? tough guy. I, I get that. And I and you know what? A part, A big part of me respects it. We can't, you know, you're going to say, you know, shame on the player, but this is something we all applauded Luke Voigt for last year. Yeah. I right. Listen, I just said part of me respects it, and I get it. But you're also putting your team now in a really shitty position because this could have been taken care of. Let's not be stupid with it. When you're midseason and you're playing through something, that's one thing. But if you're having issues with your with your leg at that point, you got to get that shit taken care of before the season right. starts. Well, we don't know the exact timeline of when he started feeling pain. If you're going to tell me he started feeling pain in February, then we have a real problem on our hands. If he, if you're telling me he started feeling pain a week, a week and a half ago, I mean, how much are you really changing the timeline? Well, now? I think it really matters which leg it's on. If it's on the leg that that was uh, actually really doesn't. Because you can say he, with that foot injury, even if it was the other leg, he's clearly favoring and putting more weight on the other leg. His leg should have been checked out after the season. And that's, if you see... That's actually... What? Uh, that's what, I'm, what I was looking up right now to see if it was that same side. Um, it's his left knee and it was his right foot, actually. All right, so now, so now I'll just go back to my point because now you're favoring that leg. You're putting more weight on your on your other leg throughout a whole season, you better get checked out and make sure you're fucking healthy. And when they're checking that foot to make sure the foot is good, you got to make sure your whole lower body at that point is, is healthy. You're telling me they didn't see a partial tear if he had one. Do you think that these players get MRIs on every single part of their body after the season's over? I think that if you have a lower body injury that you've played through, for for a significant so amount of time, nothing bothered him from November until two weeks ago. Once he got an MRI, when his foot was healed, I'm saying. So, so we're just gonna we're gonna so, MRI. So here's everybody. my thing. So here's my so, thing. When his foot mm-hmm. was healed, and they did another mm-hmm. test, and they made sure everything looked good. Luke, do you feel fine? 
Is there anything else? No, I'm sorry. You? That's not okay. They have plenty Every of money. Every single fucking doctor in America would say, ask that same line of questioning. No one's going to say, oh, well, let's stick you in an MRI tube anyway. All right. So you're telling me that when these guys are healed and they say they're ready to go, they don't go for another screening to make sure everything looks good? Of the good? injury. Of the injury, yes. Not of the whole lower it, body. They couldn't do the whole lower body for him. That's too they, much money. Sure Is they, that pushing it I'm over sure the they edge? Could. I'm, I'm sure, sure they could. I'm sure they could. I'm sure they couldn't. I'm sure they should have. going to do that? I'm sure who, they should have. do that? The, Yan- the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm sure they so should have. So you to- if you had plantar fasciitis then. in your right foot last year, mm-hmm. so let's say you, you Chris Stacey, had plantar fasciitis in your right foot last last season, right? Okay. So before you report to spring training, you're going to say, hey, Doc, why don't you fucking take a look at my meniscus in my left knee? Because, you know, I'm fucking super smart and, uh, you know, I'm smarter than everybody here. So well, why don't you take a look at my knee? Well, you would, would didn't see, he no, no, say no, no. it was bothering him, do, but he was playing through it? We don't know at what point he started feeling the pain. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If more information comes out and he's and we're going to learn that this bothered him last year, it bothered him when he reported to camp, then yes, you okay, are fair. right that we should have looked at this a long time ago. Fair. If we're learning now, he played through how many weeks of spring training? How many weeks of spring training did he play through? I think the last time he was in the the lineup was what Tuesday. Yeah. So if he felt something, maybe yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, then what are we? Then what are we talking about here? We're talking about a few days. We need to know what the timeline is to before we really are are really going to lose it on something like this. If the Yankees sat on this since fucking February, it's a big problem. If they were sitting on it since Tuesday and they were trying to get test results and see what Voight wanted to do regarding the injury. I mean, what are we talking about? Instead of coming back on May 30th, he comes back on May 24th. I mean, it's not that much of a fucking big deal. Okay. I think it's fair. I'll wait. I'll wait. But if it comes out and he's had this tear ever since the foot injury and he hasn't said anything and he's really maybe not felt pain but felt some discomfort and didn't say anything, then shame on him at that point. Then go back and... Every time that you said Luke Voigt's a man, dude, that's different. You're in the middle back. of a season. You're in the you're in the middle of a season, mm-hmm. and you're fighting for a championship. Yeah, and right, if you feel you like you can play through something, is still going through his his mind at that point. It, it, uh, of course, it is, and that's the part of me that respects it. But you have to pick and choose when you're going to be the hero there. And this All was right, not so. the time. So if you're feeling it d- before spring training or right when spring training starts, you say something right away. You get that shit Ryan, taken before care of. The, before the end of the show, please do me a favor, Ryan. See if there's any information out there of when Voight reported it or when the Yankees were first yeah. alerted to when he was injured. Because I would like to know this. Because you know our luck is we'll do a whole fucking 20-minute rant about this, put put the show in the can, and then by the time it hits Monday morning, we'll find out uh, when the Yankees found out about this because I didn't personally see anything today of when they were alerted about this. It just seemed like this happened in the last few days. Mm. Okay. The only thing that I saw so far, just look at trying to find that is Boone said, this is a quote on Boone decided to go in and have that cleaned up. I guess talking about Britain Boyd. Void, no, his knee. And then functionally he was playing, but was still dealing with some swelling in there after games and things like that. Felt like calendar-wise it was best to get this taken care of with hopefully putting it behind him for the bulk of the season. So the term term clean, go in there and get it cleaned up to me is like this has been an ongoing thing. 
Maybe we'll just get it cleaned up now, dude. Maybe now we'll get it cleaned up. And then well, how long? And then the, how long is the ongoing? And then we they crack it that. open to clean them up, and it's it's a partial tear in the meniscus. What are you even talking about, dude? They're going in there because they found the tear. Not what it sounds like. Okay, now you're gonna interpret Boone's words like you're a fucking uh, okay. person that interprets people's words. Okay, when you say something like we're gonna go in there to to try and clean it up. Yeah, clean up the tear. I'm sure that's what he meant. Okay. I'm not going to... An MRI exam revealed a torn meniscus. That's not a cleanup, dude. That's a fucking surgery. It's a surgery. Which is what a, you know, cleanups, uh, a cleanup is also a surgery. No, a cleanup is what Zach Britton's getting. No, a cleanup Which is, is also like, surgery. Yeah. <laughs> What happened? He got triggered. He walk away. <laughs> Why you can't see him? No, I just I had the zoom closed out. I was pulling up a bunch of tabs. I got Stop distracted. Pulling tabs. Stop pulling stuff, dude. Stop pulling tabs. Stop. I can't. All right. Well, all right. Now we let's just focus on what's going on on the field here. Jay Bruce went from a guy that took an opt out. Was going to walk out, mm-hmm. be, you know, show up somewhere else to now being the Yankees starting first baseman. How long until DJ LeMay is the starting first baseman? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And that's kind of what I was hinting at with, with, you know, Jay Bruce's competence over at first base defensively. I mean, how, how long do they... Do they give him before they say, look, this this clearly isn't working and we need to move DJ over? The Yankees get no benefit of the doubt when it comes to their timetables for injuries, but Boone today said that he expects it, his words significantly before June to when Voight returns. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's hopeful, but like you said, we can't, we got to take it with a grain of salt. But here's something I want to bring up. Do you maybe, give six? Do you give Bruce six weeks, seven weeks as the first baseman? Well, maybe this is why they're not committing to Tyler Wade because they're they're foreseeing that maybe they're going to have to move DJ over to first. And if you're going to have a guy at second, maybe you don't want it to be Tyler Wade there for that long. You want to have a more competent hitter, and maybe at that point you have more faith in someone else. Yeah, but they already that, see. That's what a lot of people were hypothesizing today. But they already let uh, Dietrich walk out the door. Okay, but that that's that's Dietrich, whatever the hell his name is. You know, maybe they maybe they flirt with Geo at short a little more. Maybe that's something that we're not taking no, seriously. Not, and I know that they said that. It, who is your shortstop? Glaber Torres or is it somebody else? Yeah, I know, but dude, are the Yankees trading Glaber Torres? If we're in the talking offseason? six weeks, we can't have it. No. And if we're gonna assume that Jay Bruce can't play first, and we're moving DJ there, who are we playing? Who are we having at second base for six weeks? First, it wouldn't be six weeks. Obviously, I would think that maybe uh, when would they pull the plug on Jay Bruce after two weeks? A well, week? well, okay. I mean, he's got to be pretty bad to pull the plug on him after a week or or two. He's got to be he's got to be Chris Carter esque over there at first base. No, here's an interesting name. Chris Gittins, guy with a lot of power. Dan Federico brought him up on a show a long time ago. Yeah. He's now become somewhat. Yeah. A, see, in, uh, 
I'm trying to try to equate this to something that you guys don't follow, but in wrestling, a guy that's not in a main promotion like WWE or AEW. Like he's not scripted in a main show. Shut the fuck up. His That's very popular. He's called it a, quote, indie darling. Mm-hmm. Chris Gittins is like an indie darling right now. A lot of fans are, you know, talking up his name, blah, blah, blah. He's a guy. He's a little older, right, Ryan? Can you look it up? He's probably yeah, about 25. He's 27. 27. 27. Jesus. So, I mean, he's not a young guy, but so his chances might be running out. Is You know, the, the sand's in the hourglass here. This Again, but if Gittins makes the team, you have no middle infielder. You have no backup middle infielder. You got your you got a catcher, two outfielders, and another first baseman. That's poor roster uh, roster construction. That's why the Talkman shit really kind of uh, shocked me. Does Talkman play any first base? Uh, only in his Game of Thrones uh, role playing league. Only in MLB The Show. Yeah, it's sick on there because anyone uh, can play. First. Oh, yeah, anyone can play first. Yeah, I think at that point he needs to play second base. No. No, because then you can leave DJ at, at second. But going back to your point about um, Urshela playing shortstop, who's playing third base now? Right. It's not Dietrich. Okay, so you were bringing up... Uh, Andujar. Andujar. He's hurt. Oh, no, he's hurt. Shit. So, yeah, that wouldn't make sense anyway. And That's again, another if injury. Gonna, if you're going to go... He sucks anyway. Who cares? <laughs> anyway, if you're going to go that route... Then Glaber Torres is not your. If you're going to move Glaber Torres off a of shortstop, even yeah. in the short term, he's not your shortstop. No, you're right. Then. You're right. I agree with you on that. It's a really although shitty situation to be in. Really, Voight was. Although the, I saw somebody say something, I don't know. It might have been somebody that might know something. I I saw a couple fans tweet about it. Is that there's a rumor going around that the Yankees are going to go all in on Corey Seager in the offseason. which yeah. is yeah. started by SGR. Yeah. Can't spell Seeger without SGR. Sure. So, I mean, if you're going to go that route, then Glaber Torres is not your shortstop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, I, I, guess, I mean, we, I feel like this is all I mean, going to depend on Boyd, right? On on his track and how what where where it's looking when he's going to return. Because so, if it, it does look like May, then they're going to give Bruce a shot until May. I mean, I so we're all pretty much geniuses because we all took the under on the 33 home runs for Voight this year. That's true. true. One for pretty one. much a lock at this point. True, and if he and if he uh, if he proves this wrong, it's just a fucking phenomenal year by him at this point. Right, win win, win win win. Right now, the uh, the camel's back has not been broken with the uh, Voight injury. I'm still very positive. I'm still, still going to remain positive. It's whatever. We'll get through it. It's not a season ending injury. Spin it that way. It's only going to be couple months hopefully and he'll be back look if this shit's gonna happen i'd rather it happen now i'd rather it happen now nobody nobody likes luke floyd anyway except my wife maybe it'll be good for. i don't know when his wife is due but maybe he'll they'll have the kid while he's uh injured so that's what this all is he that's why he knew about this shit and he complained about it at the perfect time yeah now we got it down hey you know what smart man i agree family first so Jay Bruce is set to become the everyday first baseman. That's, that's kind of scary because we were just talking about him. <laughs> yeah, but you know I mean, what? I'll say week. this about Jay Bruce. I don't know much about the guy. I of mean, we followed him a, a, a decent amount. The Yankees almost got him, what, a few years ago back in 2017? But 20... the Mets wanted Glaber Torres for him. Yeah. 
which was fucking ridiculous. But anyway, the guy's the guy's a gamer. He's a vet. He knows how to fucking go out there and, and play. If he if if you're looking Jay Bruce in the face and saying, "Look, we need you for six weeks. We need you to be at first base." The guy's out there right now working his ass off to be a good first baseman. I I I just I truly believe that. So I I don't think it's the end of the world. I really don't. No, it's not the end of the world. It's just it's uh, I get I get the fans' frustration. I really do, but I'm still going to remain positive about the situation. Stay positive. All rise all the time. There's there's no there's no going there's no veering from that. It's I don't know. It it just suck. It it does suck. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deny that. It. It's just it's not how you want a guy like Jay Bruce to make the team. Is when you're starting first baseman needs surgery and uh, has to be out for two months. Yeah, yeah. Voigt was the one guy you really didn't want to go down. Uh, no, he would have been like seventh on the list at least. If people that I had to rank of who I didn't want to get injured, but nonetheless. Uh, what are you gonna do? I, I do want to. I do would like more clarification. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, we do get it of when this really became something that was on the Yankees' plate here. Yeah. Because at this point in the season, you know, if he walks into Boone, you know, if Boone gets wind of it, even if it's like, uh, Skip, I kind of, I feel a little something. I'm okay. I can play. You know, in March, you're going for an MRI. Maybe you let it go in August, but in March, you go for an MRI. So, yeah, and uh, my last thing I'll say about Voight is this is a guy who through last year played through pay, played through the injury, really really became the leader of this team, especially off the field, yeah. really. And you were excited for him to kind of keep keep moving with that and keep going forward with that kind of mindset. But also defensively, we talked about where the Yankees were most vulnerable when it came to guys that they that can play and you know pretty you know well out there defensively first base is like the one position that outside of Voight we really didn't and Christian thinks he's a fucking bum at first anyway outside of Voight we really didn't have anyone who who has a history of being a good defensive first baseman and like that's really where this injury kind of hurts right now do you see this you see who this is can you tell who this is uh Jacoby Ellsbury what the fuck kind of curse did he put on the Yankees? It's a, it's been ever since him, man. Ever since he came to that fucking locker room in Tampa. Ever no, honestly, I, dude, you know who I think might be the curse is fucking Greg Bird, man, because they drafted him in 2010, and ever since then. Yeah. No, but when did when did uh, Ellsbury play his last game as a Yankee? Who cares? Because I just watched the 2018, I think. Interesting. 2018, I believe. But when was his last real season? 2016. Well, when did the Yankees kind of banish him? It was in 2019, right? It was in 20... Well, in 2018, I believe, is when he showed up in the clubhouse in Tampa and then Gary got hurt. Right, so... And that's why it all right though in 2018. I think 2017 was his last season. Yeah, he was was a DH in a fucking ALCS, remember? Yeah. But ever since he showed up in that clubhouse, man... And and shit was going off the catwalks the rest of that series. Gary got hurt. Never and he's never been the same ever since. And and it's just been injury after injury after that. God, this is the curse of Jacoby Ellsbury. Ugh. Right. That makes it so much worse. 
So much worse. Oh shit, dude! I didn't even. Already the worst that. contract in Yankee history. And they're still paying him five million dollars this year. Mm. Right? We couldn't even. We couldn't even keep Adam Adovino in his underbite because we had to pay fucking <laughs> Kobe Ellsbury. <laughs> right. So actually, the last time that uh, Jacoby Ellsbury played was in 2017. So was, all that shit kind of started in 2018. Yeah. It's when he showed back up and he was like, "Hey guys, just here to here to say hi. How's my foot look?" Been out for th- it, two years I don't now. Believe, you know what? I'm not into this paranormal, you know, whatever shit. But there's something here. There's yeah, something here. I agree. With Jacoby, I'm gonna. I'll playing. tell you what. I'm gonna. I I'm gonna commit right myself to. I'm gonna Suicide? put together a timeline <laughs> of that day because I know the exact. I'm not. I'm I know sure the exact game. I, yeah, so you shouldn't do that. I'm sorry. Triggered. I'm going to put together a timeline of Jacoby Ellsbury from that day, and just kind of and kind of take it from there and see really how much this correlates with him. Jacoby showing Jinx. back up. I know. I don't think either of you two listen to the Small Town Murder podcast. No, it's phenomenal. By the way, it's two comedians. And they do a show about. I heard very good things about it. About about a murder, but it's funny because they, you know, they make fun of what happens. They don't make fun of the person that dies, but all the circumstances around the murder. I kind of like this. It's great. It's really, really good. I've only listened to about four or five episodes because they're like two, two and a half hours long. It's fucking fantastic. But anyway, they have to. They put a disclaimer in front of their before they start recording their their show. And I feel like we almost have to do that at this point. Okay. <laughs> is the disclaimer real? The following is intended for mature They're audiences. Like, no, it's just like because you're easily like, offended. Basically, it's kind of like the gist of what they're saying. It's like trigger warning. Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I honestly, somebody I played high school baseball with actually uh, committed suicide during the week. And, you know, I hadn't talked to him in 20 years, but it's still kind of, it's, it didn't kind of, it did suck to hear about that. So I don't want to make light of a situation like that, but you know, we're all friends here. We joke about this type of shit and it's not meant to be anything to trigger anybody. So I, you know, I do apologize if, if I did offend anybody by, by that, but that's why I almost feel like, listen to that show like these guys get it that there's a lot of uh people out there that really they they're not open for a certain brand of humor you mm. know i guess you could you could say not sure. many are anymore but they the one episode i was listening to was about a, a cheerleader that got killed in morristown in 1982 that was pretty fucked up really oh shit. yeah i'm gonna get in on this i'm gonna start listening i think yeah it's some of these people are whacked out of their minds yeah um, so anyway, I don't know how we segue back into the show here. Uh, Davey Garcia got sent down. Don't really like that move, to be honest. So Domingo Herman will be the fifth starter on the, on the team this year. Yeah. For now. I, I mean. But I believe if you look at his numbers, nine innings, no runs. So if you're, again. What, again, I don't want to have to put this disclaimer again in front of every time we bring up Domingo Ramon, but like this is the last time I'm going to do it. So, guys, 
if you're listening to the show in two weeks and you don't hear me say it, this is just a blanket statement from now on. When we talk about Domingo Herman, we are talking about Domingo Herman, the pitcher. We are not condoning, advocating, or even any even of that want type of to to support him. Right, and we do not. Obviously, we do not agree with what he did. That's a per, you know, it's a personal thing between him and his now wife. If they choose to move past it, that's fine. But we are going. We're a Yankee podcast. We're discussing the Yankees. So Domingo Ron plays for the Yankees. We're going to talk about him as the baseball player. If that makes you uncomfortable, you know, it makes us uncomfortable too. But you know what? It's just, it's just the way it's got to be. I've said it a dozen times, and this is the last time I'm going to say it. So. You know, Domingo Herman's the fifth starter, so we're going to talk about him as is he the right choice to be the fifth starter and not counting what happened in the past, counting what he can or will do on the baseball field. Yeah, and uh, you don't even know going into it like what the Yankees' mindset is. Obviously, they want him to be, to pitch well, but at the same time, if he doesn't, they're going to have a really, really short leash with this guy. The Yankees could have made this go away. They didn't because he's cheap and he's good. Well, could they have really made it go away with the, with whatever that law is that's in place? Yes, because he has an option. They could have sent him down. To oh, right, 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 right. But maybe that's not what they want. Maybe they want to just throw him back into this. Um, obviously, if we're talking about his potential and his talent and earning a spot, he's clearly earned it this this spring. So... Shit can arise from that, too, where they just option him for no reason when he's performing that way, and and things can be speculated from there as well. They're not going to want to deal with that. If he's pitching well, they're not going to send what him I'm, down. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're not going to want to deal with that extra bullshit that's going to come up from the Players Association and from him and his agents. If he's pitching well and he deserves to be here at this point, given, given the circumstance that they can't just release him, um, you got to just throw him out there. And look... Now you can have a short leash. Now you can send him out there and say, "Look, either perform or you're fucking done." And I, I and 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 that's really it. It's cutthroat. It sucks for a lot of people who don't want to watch him out there and support him. But at the end of the day, this is what we're this is what we're dealing with. All right, I, right. So let's again, like we said, he's a real piece of garbage for what he did. All right. So let's, but we have to talk about him as a baseball player i it's there's just no other there's just nothing else to say about it at this point you just have to talk about him as a baseball player so to think about this guy's potential and being he needs the fifth starter that's pretty fucking scary yeah yeah absolutely and now i what i don't like about this whole thing with davy going down is like the guy had more than just a cup of coffee last year and I right. don't like seeing guys who are so high up on the on you know on the pedestal of big time prospects. You know, if he had a cup of coffee, maybe pitch a couple innings last year, and now you're sending him down. You're telling him he's not ready yet. That's one thing, but this guy kind of made it made his mark a little bit last year, and and I like to see guys grow from that, especially a guy who seemed to have his shit together like Davey Garcia. And now to send him down is just so counterproductive to me. Yeah, but you knew it was going to happen at some point. I guess I'd rather have it happen now. They were going to be, he was going to be on an innings limit. Yeah, I guess that's true too. Two, you, you have to look at the perspective of what's the smartest or 
most logical move for the Yankees. And really, if you break this down in like in three parts, one is that Davey still has options, so you can send him down. Two is that I'm pretty sure this will affect his service time in some way, right? Like he's going, they're going to get an extra year mm. of that. And then three is the performances of Domingo Herman, Jonathan Luizaga, and even I'll throw in Nick Nelson's name out there in spring training. Those three guys have looked very, very good um, in the spring. And so I feel like they're going to give those three guys a, a shot to, to crack the roster uh, to start the season. And then, you know, if Nelson starts to struggle, then maybe if, if two of those three start to really struggle, then you can consider it. And that's not going to be really until May until that service time clock isn't a factor anymore. Right, but the only thing about uh, Nelson and Louisa because you're not going to put Davey in the bullpen, so somebody right, in the right, rotation right, would have to sh- somebody in the yeah. rotation would have to struggle, and it's a nice see. This is this is where the Yankees always get themselves in trouble is that they have no depth in Triple A if somebody in the rotation goes down. Mm. It's nice to know that if they needed somebody to come in and make starts. The next guy up is yeah. Davey Garcia and not Asher Wolzer fucking Kowski. Okay. Well, now here's the right. thing though with the Yankees. If that does happen, which you don't want it to happen, they better go to Davey Garcia because there's been times where he's the obvious choice and they'll go to someone like a, like a fucking no name bum. And you're like, like well, what's Ernesto going on with Davey Garcia? And they're just, and they're like, well, he's just not ready. Well, he was ready last year. I mean, he looked pretty, well, I, pretty are we? Well, what are we talking here? Like, if they're, if they, let's say, I don't know. I guess let's say Kluber misses a month, and Davy doesn't come up. That's not right. That's right. Yeah, would say Davey yeah. Because has, even if you, you have need to, a guy to come be in the make, next best option, right? Right. If you need somebody to come up and make four or five starts, you know somebody's going to be gone a month. Davy Garcia's got to be the guy. If you're missing, you know, it, you know, like let's say. Um, Fucking uh, Montgomery's got blisters and he's going to miss a start. And it's not, you know, it's not Garcia's turn to pitch and they bring up Wojciechowski yeah. to make a start. It's not that big. That's not. A, yeah, but if it is deal. his turn to pitch, even if it's just for one start and it lines up where yeah, it is again, his time, would you burn an, yeah, yeah. would you burn an option for that? No, that doesn't burn an option. Remember, that does not burn an option because they already optioned him. Why? Because they already optioned him. Right, yeah, there's only one down. option per year. No, right, they're, they're, you only oh, go you can one go, option You can go year. back oh, and forth now. Oh. So, so that's the thing. Remember, we were dealing with that a few years ago when we didn't really know how the options worked. Well, they burned that option already. They sent him down, so that option's burned. You can bring him up every other day if you want to. Well, so at that point, this you, guy's got enough in the major leagues. He's he's he he has enough time in the major leagues where you're not concerned with bringing him up and screwing up his mentality at this point. So even if it is just for one start, if he lines up, he's the guy I'm going to. I, I mean, does, does that I depend on Luizaga? I think that depends on Luizaga and Nelson because what if those if two guys are looking make, I'll good? I'll tell you right now, if Jonathan Luizaga makes a start, I'm going to punch <laughs> you in the face. He's gonna, he's gonna oh, make God, a start. That's he that would. I that I think could be the more you know the I don't the, the I don't even know if I want the wise kind his fucking teammate let alone making starts right now. I hear you. He didn't he really sucks. do too well in the I'm postseason sorry. last year. He showed his worth to me at that point. There's but, a reason why these guys. There's a reason why these guys get drafted or signed where they get signed. The guy's got all the stuff in the world. The fact of the matter is, I don't know if he can handle the fucking lights. That's a big problem right yeah. there. 
And, but but who's the guy why? who can? Who's the guy who proved that he that he can? Not Davy Garcia. No. You no. don't think he and proved because, debatable? No, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. And I talked to when you had COVID, and I did COVID. most of the show with Dan. I brought this up with Dan. Is that in Davy Garcia's two most whole pro, two most high profile starts last year? He struggled. The one time he got truly bombed was towards the end of the season against Boston. And you're going to say, "Oh, Boston sucked." Okay, they did. But remember all the hype and all the pressure and all the talk that he put on himself because Pedro Martinez is his idol and how important it was for him to pitch in the same mound. I don't think it was a doubleheader. I think it was like on a Sunday. Yeah, you might be thinking. And all and how important it was and how important it was for him to start on the same mound that Pedro Martinez started on and he got fucking rocked. And then, you, you know, again, you know, we don't need to get into what happened after but he did not look settled in in that first inning in that game he did not in, okay. that, in game two he did not look settled in so <laughs> while yes i agree davy garcia should probably be in the rotation i'm not fighting you on that but to say that he hasn't that he has already proved that he can handle the quote lights i need to see more of him in that situation fair fair it, it it's just tough to do when he's in the minor leagues Okay, so, <laughs> but you know, you made a uh, statement. I'm just reacting to the statement. Okay, so then my maybe my statement should have been: Who's proven they can handle the big lights a little better than Jonathan Lazica? Steve Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jonathan Lazica looked like a fucking piece of garbage out there last year in the postseason, and Boone just I kept would, going to him. Well, fucking Adam Adovino, when Adam Adovino is throwing batting practice <laughs> fastballs that he's calling sliders. sliders. What do you want sliders. him to do? Yeah. At least J-Lo has the pop. No, we don't call him that. I do. There's a reason. There's a reason why no one likes you. Get to the next question. Get to the There's next no segment. I'm very, very excited to talk about this. You don't even know what the next section is. Yeah, I do. I read your, sh- I read your show sheets. Ryan and I are going to break down the Justice League for the next 20 no, minutes. No, thank you. I didn't watch it yet. Of course not. You should have just said yes to trigger him, Ryan. Yeah, we could talk about it, though. Oh, my God. Let's talk about uh, it. So, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> the uh, Yankees, right? We all think that they're going to win the World Series this year. At least, you know, again, we can talk about it. Wishful false thinking. hope or whatever. Uh, but there's a there's a possibility, very small, right, Ryan? Very small, that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that they don't. So if there's going to be something that holds them back, what's it going to be? And this is also going to tie into the Twitter question in a week. So I'm going to preface this by saying you cannot Ion? say... Tyone cannot he can be an answer. You cannot say them staying healthy because okay. we all know that's going to be the number one reason Obviously. why they don't win. So what is your real main like what is a concern to you okay with this team? I would like to start because I think what I'm gonna say is gonna branch out into us having a full discussion about it. And I'm gonna start by saying I'm not really concerned with regular season stuff. We've talked about this a million times. The Yankees can find themselves in, in some 
shitty situations and still make the postseason, right? So I'm thinking immediately into October, and I think uh, I'm torn between two things that I think we should discuss and kind of break down on what could be the bigger reason here. My The first reason that comes to mind is no one stepping up as a number two. Right, We've talked about how important it is for one of these guys to step up as a big-time number two to follow Garrett Cole. And I think if that can happen, the Yankees can can coast through. It better not happen. Happen. The Yankees could coast through the postseason. But but then again, I think back and it's like, well, Garrett Cole took the ball on short rest, yeah, but he took the ball in, in game five last year, and they lost. And why did they lose? Because no one showed up. And it's like the whole postseason, really, after that first series, the only person to show up was was Stanton. So it's like, is it the second ace? Is it the is it the one B that we need to show up and be that solid number two? Or is it more on because they have such a solid rotation where they're going to give you a decent start out there, no matter who's on the mound at this point, is it more that this offense needs to show up finally in the postseason and just dominate? Brian, do me a favor. There's this thing called Google. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. No. Uh, use Google and and ask uh, ask Chiefs for the score of Game Two of the American League Division Series last year. Game Two. Yeah. I'd like to pull this up also. Uh, um. I don't know. Seven five. Right, so the Yankees scored runs in that game, okay? So, again, this is going to go back to my point where I believe that their biggest problem is that nobody steps up behind Garrett Cole because they were so fucking scared of not having anybody to step up behind Garrett Cole that they pulled the fucking bullshit that they mm. pulled last in in uh, in game two. So if they have somebody to step up, you take a two, ni- two games to nothing lead in that fucking series, and then we're not even talking about Garrett Cole pitching in game five on short rest because they probably have it wrapped up in three possibly four fair enough and i think that's i'm glad i brought that up because that's a fucking great point and would you now i guess my question is would you guys agree i mean is the number one thing that would hold them back is a guy not stepping up as cole's number two yes yeah honestly I I didn't I didn't kind of I didn't really take this question that way where I moved past the regular season and jumped right into October, but that was definitely the approach to take. And your explanation there, it, that is one hundred percent, in my opinion, the the biggest thing that will keep or help the Yankees to win a World Series this year is someone stepping up as the number two. You're uh, absolutely right. I'm not asking this to be negative. I'm asking to play a little devil's advocate here. Let's say someone does step up, up as the number two, but Aaron Judge, God forbid, gets hurt. Can they still come? Can they still get past that? As long as someone's stepping up next to Cole as a number two, is it that? Is everybody else is everybody else healthy? Yeah, everyone else is is healthy, but Aaron Judge goes down. Can they? Sus- they ha- can they get through that? It's gonna. It'll negatively impact their chances, but I would still say that the need for a number two is greater. Than any one offensive player being in the line, and not only greater than 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 that, it's that that's how important it is. 
that it could that it could help them sustain an now, if injury you like break, that. If you want to break the camel's back, so to speak, where I'm just going to be, you know, in the fucking dumps about this season. Aaron Judge is the guy. There's two guys. Aaron, it may be three. Aaron Judge, DJ, and Cole are the three guys that I can't see names pop up on the fucking scroll that are injured. Okay, but the most important thing for this team to get to where they want to go, somebody needs to fucking step up on that mound, fucking put their balls on the rubber, and say, I'm fucking Robin. Boom. Not that you're fucking Robin. The good you Robin. Are the good. You, everybody knows cool Garrett Cole's Batman. Everybody knows that Garrett Cole's Batman. Who's going to be his sidekick? Who's going to be the, the, the number two? Who's going to be the guy that steps in there and say, I got this. Who's going to be fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt at the end of, what was it, Dark Knight? The Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, Rises. when he walks in and you fucking realize he's Robin. And it was like, gave you chills. We're not talking what's-his-face as Robin. O'Donnell. Chris Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell, right? We're not talking that kind of fucking Robin. We can even talk about Robin. We can even say who wants to be Robin from How I Met Your Mother. She was She was was the 10. Yeah, absolutely. You can step up as Robin. up? Who is stepping up? If nobody steps up, this team is probably not going to win a World Series this year. We can't have Garrett Cole and four number fours. It's not going to work. No, because we saw what it did. It was a great fucking point by you. We saw what it did to this team and and how cute they thought they had to get last year. If... I really do not think the Yankees are playing in a fucking wild card game this year. They better not. So the Yankees roll into the American League Division Series. They shouldn't, before they even clinch the fucking postseason spot, they should know who's starting game two. 100%. They should know it. That should have already cleared itself out through the six months of the fucking season. And let me ask you this. Now that we're pretty much wrapping up spring training, do you have any different, do you have any difference of opinion on who that number two is going to be? No, I think it's going to be Kluber. I think the Yankees want it to be Kluber based on his track record. I haven't seen enough of Tyone and Kluber to make the decision myself. Well, man, I'll say this. If if it is Kluber, Tyone's a pretty fucking good number three, man. Mm -hmm. Tyone's a pretty solid number three. And if this team can go into the postseason again, if there's small injuries in the regular season, I think the Yankees can sustain almost anything unless it's truly catastrophic. I think the Yankees can sustain that. When you get into the postseason, if you can have a rotation of Garrett Cole, Kluber, or Tyone as your number two, a a true number two, and then one of those guys as a number three, you're following up with Monty, who really fucking stepped up last year in the postseason and got them to a game five. And then Herman, if he continues pitching as well as he did this spring, as your fifth starter, which is now becomes a guy, at least in the ALDS, that you can bring out of the bullpen. I mean, man, this team is fucking solid. And uh, just to strengthen the points you guys are making, last year, if you look at their postseason, the, the scores of their games, the two games in the sweep against Cleveland, they scored 10 or more. I think it was 12 in the first game and 10 in the second game. And then you look at the... Five games of that ALDS. I'll just read off the scores. Nine three. They scored nine 
in game one. They scored five in game two. They scored four in game three. They scored five in game four. And then they scored one in game five. But if they had a number two, they're winning that series. Yeah. And what does it do to an offense when you have Mm -hmm. a true ace or even a true number two on the mound? It takes so much. We've seen the Yankee offense with pressure on their backs and it doesn't look pretty. Right. Right. So after you get through Garrett Cole and now, you know, your team's doing this fucking trickery where they're going to pull Garcia and Hap's coming in and you obviously have no faith in that jerk off. What kind of pressure does that put on your back? And this team, I mean, any team really. You have to put a dollar. You have to put a dollar in a swear jar. I don't care. Uh, for saying so, hap right now, for saying fuck. No, no that's two dollars. Sorry. Uh, I mean, what does that do for your offense? You want this offense to go out there just as confident as your pitcher that's on the mound. And so that's another reason why th- this is so important to have these guys in this rotation and to have faith in them. And as we go through what the fans have had to say, a lot of, you know, some of them are like, oh, they're, they don't hit in the big spot. If you really watched the postseason last year or even the year previous, you're not stringing together four or five hits for a rally. Right. 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 It's who's going to get the home run at the, the key big time. hit, man. The yes. big hit. You know, and the, that game came down to one. The game five came down to one pitch. Again, it was a roll fucking Chapman. But it came down to one pitch. The Rays won the game two to one. And how they win? They won on two. They hit two solo home runs. And like, here's something else too. I it shouldn't come down to one fucking pitch this year. It shouldn't. <laughs> it better not. It better not. If it comes down to one pitch, you know, I can rip on Chapman all I want, right? Because I do believe in that moment, it's it's on him, and it sucks, but it's on him. You got to step up. You got to stop giving up those big home runs. But at the end of the day, this team is built to not have it come down to one pitch anymore. No. And like if if it does, something went really wrong again. And it just no, shouldn't be right. that anymore. This team is built for Chapman to be coming into games to close it out, not to come That's in, it. you know, in a tie ball game. That's it. I mean totally. I mean, you should have Chapman on the mound in whatever game it's going to be to clinch the series with a 3 or 4 run lead and he closes it the fuck out. And that's it. It shouldn't have to come down to one bad pitch. You should be on top of the on top of the fucking mountain by that point. That team should have no fucking faith that they can win that game. And that's it. All right, let's get to a couple fan comments here. We don't have to belabor this. I think we're all in agreement that it's the it's the Yankees' need for somebody to step up and be the number two behind Cole. So the NYYST podcast Twitter question in a week outside of the team staying healthy. What is your biggest concern for the Yankees as we get ready to begin the 2021 season? The other Ryan stadium status consistency last year, they were so up and down. I felt like they never got in a rhythm. And I think we've discussed this a lot on the show. I think the Yankees were just, Going through the motions of the sixty games, I don't. I don't think we'll have to worry about that same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. Uh, this year. Uh, Erica Orloff, I don't know. Maybe you guys can explain this to me. Sanchez's amnesia. Suddenly, he forgot to. Uh, he forgot to how to hit and catch again. I think it's his recent struggles in spring training that he hasn't been producing. Mm-hmm. So he's like. So you know. I, he's like one of these guys that you see on like the unsolved mystery show that he's like, he's backpacking through Oregon. Cause he forgot who he was yeah. and somebody, yeah. and somebody picks him I'll up. Co- I'll comment on this. And they're like, 
I saw him in a in a truck stop. <laughs> I think there's there's a team pressure that we just talked about where having that big time pitcher on the mound kind of alleviates a lot of that. And then there's the personal pressure that not many guys have on this team anymore, but Gary Sanchez is definitely one of those guys. Like even if the whole team's clicking, if Gary Sanchez isn't, he puts that crazy amount of pressure on his back and that just can't happen either. Going into the postseason, you got to hope that Gary has had somewhat of a, of a decent year going into the postseason where he's confident and that he can be a part of the contribution that the offense is going to make. All right, so we'll just read two more here. Uh, Chris Cologne getting the big hits in the key moments. He says he can't keep leaving men on base and expect their pitching to only give up two runs or fewer. And that's where it comes into where we need another guy behind yeah. Cole because then I can't expect my pitching to only let up two runs or fewer. Yes. And, yes, I do think we do get frustrated that the Yankees do sometimes get rally started and they don't finish them. But then as uh, Kabani Gold goes on to say Kobani Gold. Uh, the boomer bust style of hitting, which doesn't translate well into postseason except for – I think it does. I it think does. A lot of fans think that – Home run or nothing doesn't win in the postseason. But I think, especially last year, man, if you really paid attention, mm -hmm. the teams that hit more home runs won. And it wasn't always oh, like dude. the big three-run home run. It was like, you know, the Rays won with a bunch of solo home runs. And you would never think the – would you ever think the Rays were going to out-homer anybody? Yeah, Kobani right. Gold, listen. Listen up. It's not that the boomer bust doesn't work. It's, it's the guys who can show up when they need to show up, showing up. And that's what the Yankees just haven't done. Right. Like, outside of... Out, are you tell me Stanton? Did, Stanton's friggin' bombs last year didn't help them win games in the postseason? Of course they did. It's just that he was the only guy showing up. Like, you need that. Didn't didn't Gio have a massive grand slam that yes. in, the AL, in the wild card round or whatever against the... Uh-huh, uh-huh. I mean, those things matter. It's just a matter of showing up. Listen, any guy going up there, maybe in certain situations for certain guys, for very specific guys, they're not going up there looking to hit bombs. It's just a matter of being the hitter that you know you are. And this team's built with a lot of big power guys. It's that they tense up and they don't have an approach at the plate. And that's where it fucking fails. You got to have an approach. You got to go out there and you got to be the player that you've been all year. And if that can happen, this fucking team is unstoppable unstoppable i mean you break it down chris it's if you if you just track the history of the playoffs there when you look at the teams that go on these runs it's one guy really stepping up right you had arizona i believe i'm saying that Rosarena, right last yep. year for the Rays, he was like on you fire had, look at how he look at how he kendrick's run he went on for the nationals when they won yep. look at steve pierce for the red sox these guys were hitting home runs it's about so one it's, it's about one guy kind of carrying it like stanton right but that doesn't mean the rest of the team can just go to bed. You know, you gotta, you gotta, right. you gotta follow. You need that guy. You, yeah, right. They just didn't have the follow. They didn't have the follow through. Mm -hmm. All right, so we'll wrap up the show here with. Uh, I saw this come because the game wasn't on Friday night, but I saw this come across my timeline. The fans they're get, they're getting a little restless here, and I know people don't like when we rip the fans. <laughs> it's getting old, but. It's yeah, but I mean, when you do shit like this, I think we have to 
come for you a little bit here. Let's just say this. Let's just say this, okay? We're talking to the true fans who know what the fuck they're talking about. And if you're offended by when we're ripping some of these other fans, you're one of the other fans. And you're one of the other fans. And that's just really what it comes down to. It doesn't mean we can't have a difference of opinion. But you got to take it in context here. Or or also feel free to rip us right back. Absolutely. I fucking encourage that shit, man. Rip us the fuck back. I love it. Yeah, rip us. So, Rose Chapman had a rough night on Friday. He uh, allowed three runs to score on three wild pitches. (laughs) That sounds... And he got booed. He got booed Mm. off the mound in George Steinbrenner Field. Yep. If only he were alive. Do I even have to... Do I even have to explain to you? How fucking Do I even have to go into into it about what is wrong with booing a guy in fucking spring <laughs> training? Yeah, it's crazy. But you know what? Fuck it, man. I'm going to actually I'm going to ride the positive train here and just say, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm glad the fans are restless right now." You know what? Get on everyone this year. I know we say like fucking give guys some No, you know what? Get on fucking everyone right now because it's time to fucking dominate. It's time to hold every single player accountable this season. It is fucking beyond idiotic. I get it. I get it. Why are you booing somebody in a spring training game? They're practicing. First of all, not only are we restless because we haven't had a World Series in 12 years, but we've just been locked in our fucking homes for a year. So, like, fans are just happy to be out and be able to open their mouths and, like, shout shit at people. Okay? As long as they're six feet apart. Blake Snell did an interview uh, with Chris. Oh, fuck him. And he said that <laughs> he said that by far the fans that talked the most shit to you are Yankee fans. Good. Fuck you, you fucking loser. What was his what was his uh I gotta, I gotta get, get mine. mine. I gotta get mine. Yeah. The Rona ain't gonna mine. get me. I'm gonna get mine. Where is he now? San, San Diego. Diego. San Diego. Uh but another thing, I just I I as like a kind of a warning, I guess. I or not, a, I'll get to the warning later, but I don't know how active you guys are on Twitter. I try to be on there a lot because I think a lot of what yeah. I want to base the show on is what fans mm. are talking about. Uh, so I try to stay locked in. I have, I don't know if I just maybe because of what happened last year and, and then I don't remember two years ago. I've never seen so many people take these fucking spring training games so seriously. Like the Yankees losing, they're upset. Yeah, I think it's a mixture of a couple things. I think it's what I just said, just being extremely on top of everyone and really, like you said, being restless and wanting a World Series. But I think it's also that like we're so anxious for baseball. We're so anxious for a full season that we haven't had it in so long that that like the second spring training started, it was real to, to everyone. Why did Boo take Cole out after 48 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean you're talking i actually seen somebody tweet you're fucking tweeting about that meanwhile you're playing in a league that you can have a manager can come out and go okay the inning's over (laughs) like okay oh there wasn't three outs okay the inning's over though okay like come on uh aaron you can only stop after 20 pitches it's at 19 no no no, but you were tying your shoe remember and you missed that one but Uh, but let's okay we're booing this league so I mean, like, you, you got to take it for what it is. If you are really, if you're riding this tr- this roller coaster with fucking spring training games, you will be dead by April 10th. 
dead. So dead. dead. You will not handle it when they if Garrett Cole allows a leadoff home run on Thursday, you're going to fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> Listen, you know how we talked about the players having played a full season in now over a year? And like yeah. they need the Yankees are gonna kind of baby them a little and like work their way back into playing every single day, 162 games. The fans are gonna have to do the same thing. Like we forget the fucking up and down roller coaster of emotions that 162 game season brings. Like you need to calm down. This is fucking spring training. This is just to, why are you why are you burning energy? Yeah, now? like don't burn energy now. You haven't gone through this in two years. You need to build your stamina back up. You can't just fucking go out there and start booing in spring. <laughs> That's like giving I can't believe I can't believe Aaron Boone. He said he was gonna start Kluber and fucking Jolie's <laughs> Trustina starting fucking Aaron. You're, you're not gonna think make about it. this. Think about this. Booing Araldis Chapman is equivalent to giving a fu- uh, Greg Bird a curtain call on a walk off spring training game home run. Like that's like giving Greg Bird a fucking curtain call for that after he's been hurt for a year. Okay? That that's, that's the that's the equivalent. Okay. Think about how idiotic that Bird. is. Okay. That's just the equivalent of Greg Bird. Yeah. Yeah, that's about all he's good for. Hi, I'm Greg Bird. I hit walk offs <laughs> in the spring. You call me Mr. March. Sign me to your team, I'll be hurt within a month. Did he make the team right? Do you know? Did you see anything come across? Yeah, he probably got hurt again. I mean, Jesus. You know what it was like? He probably, you know what it did? He probably put a bug in the manager's office, and he's sitting there listening on his phone, and the manager's going, yeah, you know, Ah. Birdie, I think we're going to I think we're going to put him on the on the squad. I think I like what I seen. He he could probably be a decent contributor off the bench and he he's probably saying to himself, "Fuck, what haven't I injured yet?" Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 my glute, coach. I pulled my my ass yeah. muscle. Well, news broke 5 hours ago that How Greg about we Bird let you get has been reassigned to minor league camp. <laughs> oh, so boy. he's not making uh, they'll wait oh, it, he'll get his chance he'll come up and then he'll get hurt and that's just the vicious cycle of greg bird my one last outside of greg bird's home run against andrew miller in the postseason my one lasting memory of greg bird janky tenure is i was driving down to wildwood it was like a thursday and i was sitting in traffic and the yankees <sighs> were trying to make a comeback against the fucking rays and I think he was up with the bases loaded and he either struck out or fucking popped up. And I just, I fucking sitting in traffic on the parkway, I fucking lost my mind. Was that, that's that wasn't my, the time that Sterling thought it was a home run, was it? No, 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 I don't know. No, this was the time I, when you texted us. I know exactly. Said, when yeah, you, when yeah, you said, I almost it. just drove my car over the fucking median. That's how angry you were. That. That's my it was last a third base pop up down the third base line. Yep. Loser, right? Yeah, and that was what chance three thousand eight hundred and ninety two for him. Well, he said he was going to get three thousand more. Remember, but actually, wasn't that? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's the game after in the post in the post game is when he said that I'll have five thousand more chances. Yep, it was that's the game. Now that I'm thinking back, and maybe we can find it, and and you guys can correct me. I believe it was a pop up that went into foul territory, and it was almost like a a play against the wall, whatever. It was a shitty pop-up, and that was it. 
and that ended the game. Yeah. And we were all sitting there going, this yeah. is going to be his moment to fucking break through. Nope. Mm. I was, I, I was, I was trying to fucking turn around right in the parkway there. I was like, fuck this. I'm down done. the one way, down I'm the same done. side. Yeah. I'm like, I'm done. I don't even want to go. Fucking Greg Bird ruined my vacation. I don't blame you. Scumbag. But he hit that one home run off Andrew Miller or something. He's better than Luke Voigt. Yep. All right. So that should wrap up episode 220 of the NYYST podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. We are still working on doing a bonus episode Tuesday night for Wednesday morning. We'll uh, obviously we'll tweet out any information regarding that. But if not, we will definitely be back Friday morning. Well, we don't know that. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> either Friday or Saturday morning. It might be. It'll either be Friday or Saturday morning. You're guaranteed at least two shows this week. We'll be uh, highlighting also, opening day, uh, we'll say. Yeah. So um, it will also give a little update on the future of the show. Uh, not if we do the, not on the, if we do the bonus episode, but on the opening day episode, there'll be some news about how we're going to proceed with things. Uh, going forward here, but please continue your uh, support. We thank everybody that continues to listen to the show. Um, yeah, uh, that's all I got. So unless Ryan wants to uh, say anything, you know, I'd like to leave it open to Ryan to make any closing Thanks. remarks. No, I I, I got to say this uh, this episode. <laughs> this was like the this was like the therapy episode, but before the season. Yeah, before the really, start of the I, season, I, it like really felt like we got everything out that we needed to get out. And it's like we're 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 three steps ahead. Like we're thinking ahead, and we're not going to get fooled this year. Like we really we hope. You're so we orange, hope. though, Ryan. You are very. I, I think I got a little tan today. I just you know it's these walls. It's the lighting. You look huge. You look huge. Fix the lighting. All right. So thank you for listening. We'll be back when we're back. But if uh, we'll definitely be hearing from us after opening day, hopefully in between, we'll see what happens. Uh, Stack guy, Rye. Go Yank. (laughs) (laughs) Stack guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Little enthusiasm, please, in case this is your last episode before opening day. Stack guy, Rye. Go Yanks. Chris, say goodbye. Peace.